Welcome back. We're back. Starting five podcast with Grissy Brad Blues. I am the One P Shark. I am a underscore Skyleader on Twitter. I CD, don't do that. Don't you start? Don't you start today? Please don't do that today. We don't have time for you to play it today. <laughs> Yo, what's good, everybody? This is Guy Trevor, aka the Three and D Guy, aka the Corner Man, aka Trillin Brooks. What's good, everybody? What's going on, man? It's Mr. Ten Fingers himself. It's really Sheedy passing down to the big fella down low. What's going on, guys? At Tab Shakira, man. I know I'm a man of multi-talent. And lagging is one. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Shady is in real form already. We ain't started. That's what's up. Shady has I wish I was a host so I could mute him and wait till he lags back so he ain't even discussed. <laughs> Me though, too. I have I'll, I'll not him fine. lagging back. All right, man. But before we get started, of course, man, we been on a little bit of a hiatus. We did come back a couple weeks ago, then we went on another little hiatus. But guess what? Season is back now. We got we about to have stuff to talk about, right? Preseason, uh, what uh, media day is happening? Preseason about to start. Season is starting, so we about to be right back here, y'all, man. So hope y'all didn't leave and went away from us, man. We still here. Started five podcasts, man. All the other different podcasts we got a network. You should have check them all out. Uh, we, of course, we still got GBB Live. Core 4 is back. Next uh, next gen podcast and Greasy Bear Bits. So if you need any bets to go, I think he's going to do it on game days. Uh, so please check out the other podcasts on the network as well as our Rest of Starting Five podcast. But before uh, we move forward to our topics, did want to give a shout out to the guests we did have this summer uh, to kind of keep us going. They helped us out a lot. So our good friend, Jaden Wallace, uh, Grizz in-house broadcaster, probably more famous, notorious for that video. Uh, I think whichever playoff game we had lost, he uh, twerked. <laughs> like this gives me Minnesota, or he yeah. needs to change his name to the Twerking Grizz. I'm, I, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna reach out to Dale and be like, bro, you need to change your name to this. Slick might work, right? <laughs> so he definitely had his viral moment, man. But shout out to our guy Jalen, man. Also, we had uh, my guy Isaac Simpson, man, for a podcast for. Grizzlies Ethos uh, podcast, man. Good guy, man. Though he's a uh, Memphis Tiger stuff and on his uh, Memphis Grizzlies grind as well. Of course, y'all might know him a lot on Twitter for all the uh, <laughs> arguments here stuff and he'll get with it on Twitter. But hey, good guy, man. Good guy. Also, man, Jason Smith, the legend himself uh, for 929 ESPN. Uh, yeah, 929ESPN, man. Jason Smith, man. Uh, really good. Great episode. Really good. Really good, man. Really smooth guy. Uh, man, that was definitely. A great get for us to get him on the show. Uh, my guy Chris Ingram, like I said, he was a former high school teammate of mine. Went to high school, both me and Skyler. Uh, he's a writer at Grizz Lead. Also does podcasts with those guys as well, man. Shout out to my guy Chris Ingram. Uh, he's a follow on Twitter. I give all the Twitter uh, it's to follow at the end of the show. And uh, EJ from Grindhouse Grizzly Spaces. He would definitely be back this uh, year after the Grizzlies uh, games. He would be hosting the spaces. Uh, really clean spaces. Really good guy. Uh, we probably... In some form or fashion, all these guys will probably get them back on at some point in some form or fashion. But moving forward to what we're about to get into, we're about to start all our player previews at the blog network. Be sure to check out my article coming up this Friday by Zaire Williams, and there's a player we're actually about to discuss on this show today. But 
y'all already know a lot of people used to have smoke with us before last season about Mr. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. himself. So that's who we're gonna have to preview because Sheedy, favorite player. Uh, yep. Uh, and it's actually Triple J, not Triple L Sheedy. He made first team all defense. He's doing a little more than what Bam Adebayo is doing in uh, uh Miami oh, five base. Oh, that was some fighting words. Those some, some hard words. That here. was some cute. Shots. I like that. I felt the heat cute. there. That was some heat there. If you catch my girl. <laughs> What's the cousin ain't it? <laughs> but man, again to it, man. Of course, uh, Triple J last year, first team all defense. Arkman, he could have been defense player of the year, but he didn't even make the final list of it, a top three. But he, I think he was in top four or five for voting. Um, but he did make the first team out defense. They did, they tried, they tried to jump him, but he got it, he got it, he just got it. <laughs> uh, had a really good year on defense, offense. He numbers did slack some. Uh, he did play 78 and start all 78 games. He did play, I think the games he missed were rest. So this is his first fully healthy year. Um, his shooting percentage, ah, shot 41 half percent. Shot 31% for three. Those are all career lows. Uh, average 16.3 points a game. His rebounds did go up. Still not to probably I like him, but 5.8. That means he did improve from the fours. He at least in the fives, close to the sixes. So that means he's getting somewhere. Uh, so going to his age, I think 23 season. Let me double check that real quick. Yep, he has just turned 23 uh, what, 12 days ago from this day. We're recording on September 25th. His birthday was September 15th. He just turned 23 years old. So uh, come to the season, he is hurt to start the season. Half with surgery of the offseason. Go fit the reports. He might, he could be back as early as Thanksgiving. Potentially, he might not be back until the end of the year. But going to the season, and of course, our expectations, things we want to work on, kind of got pushed back because the injury. But we'll see if he can actually work on those things. But what are y'all expectations for Jaron Jackson Jr. this coming season? Uh, well, I would definitely expect for those rebound numbers to go up. Uh, I know I heard you say that they increased, but to, for them to increase and him still be below, you know, sub six rebounds a game is not that good. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, um, I'm just, you know, I'm looking for him to continue uh, what he did on the defensive end. You know, Darren Jackson did to your uh, to your point, Sharky was uh, first team all defense. Um, he he led the Grizzlies, um, you know, a lot of times late into those games, especially late in the fourth quarter. Uh, with you know his presence in the paint, whether you know it was blocking, blocking shots, just altering shots, and so uh, if nothing else, I'm looking for you know to him to continue that. But then I would kind of also hope, in some form or fashion, that he um, offensively can develop a uh, you know a better post game. If we if we've been in a space, you know there, in my opinion, he has one to two go to moves, and and that's it in the post. So what I would like for him to do as well. Is to kind of you know tone it down on the three on the on the three balls a little bit and just you know just refine and you know and taper up that that post game to where you know they there is an inside presence when and if you know the Grizzlies you know just cannot absolutely buy a shot from outside if you have somebody on your team where you can just dump the ball to in the post um, and get you a couple baskets where your team is struggling I feel like you know those teams can in some form or fashion make it far um, in the postseason so I'm hoping that he can kind of do that. Uh, amongst those things, but you know, I'm looking for you know, looking forward to a great season for him and help he returns back. Yeah, to Skylar's point, uh, part of the reason Jaren's numbers were down this year was because he shot a lot more threes this year than he did in previous seasons, which, uh, of course, 
uh, can be a main factor in his numbers being down and things of that nature. Um, but what I'm expecting from him also is to continue to develop on the defensive end. Uh, we saw uh, how well he was able to uh, play on that side of the ball. Um, of course, warrants the uh, first team all defense uh, nod for him as well. So just want to see him continue to develop there. You see how much of a difference he makes on the defensive side of the ball, how things are different for the Grizzlies. Um, as far as the offensive side of the ball, just a little bit more of an awareness as to where you are and your abilities on the floor. Maybe that comes with him developing the post game because there are times where he's out there on the floor, he's just sitting at the three-point line, and he literally has the mismatch or he has the advantage to where the Grizzlies can um, help make things go and get easy baskets. And I think that's been an issue um, for him um, per se, because a lot of times he's not always around the rim. And so I mentioned earlier, he's jacking up a lot of threes. Uh, so we just want to have just for him to have a little bit more awareness of where he is on the floor, where he can get his shots and things of that nature. Because just, if you saw just last season in the series against the Warriors, like granted it was sparingly, but he was giving Draymond some work. So like every times where Jaron could have been the best player on the floor on the offensive side of the ball for the Grizzlies, it's just we never saw it. We never saw that dog just decide to come out of him. So um, just develop a little bit more of awareness um, on the offensive side of the ball, just knowing that you're like you're if you're the mismatch, call for the ball. That's basically what I'm saying as far as uh, awareness is concerned. Uh, his rebounds got up to six. I would like to see that to get up to eight because I think eight to ten is 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 okay for a big man. Skyler may disagree with me, but I think eight to ten is is a pretty decent. Uh, oh, pretty decent you know that that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, he improved this season from last season. So if he can get two more, then that's that's fine. Marcus all only averaged like six or seven rebounds. I just want him to at least get there. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's I was like, like, if he can get the eight, I'm good. But uh, <laughs> eight, he's already good. <laughs> yeah, if he can get the eight, I'm I'm straight. But uh, yeah, in the end, just continue doing what you're doing on the defensive side of the ball, and then just. Develop that uh, awareness on the offensive end to where you can, if you have the mismatch on the floor, there should be no reason why the ball shouldn't be coming your way and you shouldn't be getting the easy baskets. Yeah, for, uh, I'll call him Jaron. Um, that's his name. Jaron um, will need to show me more to people's point. That's all I rent. Um, I want to see more work within not even just the scheme of the offense, to your point, Trevor, but just, you know, back to the rim, got that in the paint type of area um, to make him more, I don't want to say a more elusive score, but just a better score, a more efficient score is the words I'm looking for. Um, we don't need him jacking up threes. We need him to play in the flow of the offense. Defensively, he's giving you much more um, every single year. The one thing we would want to do, defensively is stay out of foul trouble. Um, and I think another thing that I would like to see him grow on besides that is maturity. Um, you can't be down and out because, you know, you got two fouls or you're getting taken out of the game for your third or fifth foul. Um, I think the mindset switch for him is definitely necessary. And I will say this, I, I believe that Jaron is a top eight power forward in the league. Um, now, is, what is that saying? I, 
I mean, to be honest, if you look at everyone that's won a championship ring in, I don't know, in the past decade or so, they've needed a strong power forward to anchor their team, whether it's Draymond, whether it's Giannis, whether it's been Pascal Siakam um, at times, even Kevin Love uh, was around. And so am I asking Jaron to extend there? Yes. If I, if you want to see a championship run, yes. Um, will that happen? No, not this season. Um, but again, an increase, one or two rebounds more a game, getting more shots closer to the rim, uh, but within the flow of the offense and maturity. Am I asking Jaron something that he cannot do? I don't believe so. Um, this is also supposed to be the second best player on the team, a cornerstone piece of the fran- uh, a cornerstone piece of the franchise is what Memphis Grizzlies Twitter tells me. And so I'm going with the flow of them um, and saying, if this is my cornerstone piece, if this is a untradeable piece, when Kevin Durant or someone else comes available, then he needs to be able to ascend to a certain level above the 100 million we're paying him. That's just me. I'm just looking at it from a number standpoint, which are just stats and facts um, to back me up. I'll go ahead and give it down to the other big fella that can probably teach him some things in the paint. Big fella, what you got? No, I just got a question for you, bro. How much did it take out of you for actually calling him by his name? At least 24 minutes. Mm, so the key word in this whole conversation is maturation, maturity, if you will. You hit the hammer right on the head. So kudos to you about that. But maturation is what we would love to see from Jaron. What I mean by that is y'all hit the hammer on the head. Um, as far as everything offensively, we like to see from Jaron. Um, of course, better shots taken outside of the three, but more just efficiency, uh, more efficient, more effective. Um, because we did see that what what he was able to do against Draymond uh, in the Warriors playoffs. Um, and we like to see that because he does get that mismatch more times than often. Like he's six, eleven, seven foot at this point. He got a mismatch on damn near everybody. You know what I'm saying at this point. So I just say like just get more efficient. But I say um, maturation on defense um, as well because if you look at a player, I compare him to defensively as Serge Ibaka, right? Serge Ibaka led the league or was close to leading the league almost every year in blocks but statistically was one of the lower players who would defend the, the 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 paint. You know what I'm saying? He was one of the worst defenders. Like, of course, the block's up, worst defender. Not saying that's Jaron, but I think that maturation can help him not become a Serge Ibaka. That's what I don't want him to see. Like I said, Serge Ibaka, he, he was all right, but he used to stay in foul trouble a lot too. Serge Ibaka, he'll get, you know, two blocks a game, but he'll – Slack off the next, you know, couple plays defensively. I used to see on my own eyes. So that's all I want to say about Jaron Jackson, just maturation, maturing your game, and come back healthy, bro. Like, the best ability is availability. Just come back healthy. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, coming back healthy is really big. And honestly, what he did last, because of his injury, uh, a lot of things we want him to work on, with it being a foot injury, he can't work on it, right? He can't work on post moves, all the additional stuff with sitting down because it's a foot injury. So, and he's coming back during the season. So my expectation is really to kind of replicate what he did last year. What's probably going to happen is he's going to get more respect on defense uh, for, with the foul, from the foul standpoint. He'll make a first team all defense. That typically happens. Uh, the referees, because he, get, he gets a lot of, for as many mistakes, dumb stuff he do, he also gets a lot of bad whistles. Those bad whistles would be less because he made first team out of defense. He'll get that respect now. So he those some of those 
crazy fouls that they call you like where what what uh he'll he'll get those calls so it'll kind of the dumber fouls won't be as you know big because he won't have as many fouls uh so i expect that uh, my main thing with him, since he can't work on like getting additional post moves and stuff, I mean, technically he could, but it's it, like it's hard with a foot injury. You ain't contacting all this stuff. I would hope he gets more aggressive, right? He is a lot of times where he'll be at the three point line and he could take, he he's not like a terrible dribbler. He could take his man off the dribble, like face up and go, like, you know, things like that. So I need him to kind of, if you can't work on the post move stuff, especially with him getting now, he can get more strength. We did want him to get stronger. Him been sitting, he can't get stronger, so hopefully he's doing that. If you can get that, take your man off the dribble and start being more aggressive. Take those comments that Clay said. That's why I love what Clay said when he called him a bum. Like, I need Jaron to hear that and say, Okay, I got a bum for you. Like, I need that, right? That's what we need. We need the dog. Uh, if he can get that in him and get some form, it ain't got to be full out blown. Like, it just we need the experts, like, we just need to see more of that in him. And I think. I think he'll be just fine. So uh, my expectation with Jaren is kind of replicate what he did last year, but get a little, just get a little more aggressive, uh, trying to find a shot on offense, taking players off the dribble. And uh, moving forward to Zaire. All right, y'all. Zaire, remember last year when we, when we drafted him? We all came on this podcast. We all. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't the greatest pick. We, we questioned the pick. It's okay. I help you out there. We questioned. Yeah, the pick. man. I, I, I questioned going up to get him. I didn't question. The, I, I questioned going into the top ten to draft him. I didn't have a problem with the Grizzlies taking him. I st- like I said, I think he would have been there at seventeen. But you yeah. know, it is what it is. That's what we you all question the pick as well too. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally what we all <laughs> I mean, literally. Okay, I, I, <laughs> this most simplest form. <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll keep it simple. <laughs> okay. Oh man, but Zaire rookie year. Uh, of course, started off a little slow. He definitely was uh, definitely you know development stage, uh, but he definitely was more of a surprise uh, why he did his rookie year, especially considering he had to start thirty one games due to Dylan Brooks being. Uh, out for a lot of the season. So, uh, Zaire, he finished the season. He started 31 games, played 62 total, and he had an injury. He came back after the injury. He said he – and he's done a lot of soft season, working out with Desmond Bain. He studied Desmond Bain a lot, seeing how he grew, seeing his growth in the league. He averaged 21 minutes a game. That was way more than we probably thought. Like you said, trading up to number 10 to get him. We like, y'all trade up to number 10 to get a player that probably ain't even going to play as much. You know, he, y'all going to try and play him because I did trade up to get him, but 21 minutes a game. Uh, a lot of that, like I said, DB got hurt, but he took advantage of his opportunities and got better. Um, he shot 45% from the field and 31% from three. That's actually better than what how he started out the season. Those numbers were like, I mean, his three-point percentage was horrible. It was horrific. So he up to 31% and getting to the playoff form when he was hitting, you know, clutch threes against Golden State definitely showed you that the potential was there. Um, he averaged eight points a game. Um, like I said, coming out the bench, 21 minutes a game, eight points a game as a rookie, and especially as a rookie who we questioned to pick. That's, you know, he he did really good. So, and we all talked about him this offseason. We saw all saw him in the summer league. Uh up and down. He started off a little slow, had some had his moments. Um, of course, they tried to force him on the ball. I understand, because you're trying to get him to develop his game a little more. Um, so what are y'all thoughts and what y'all think the expectations for him coming up this season? What y'all expect was out here this season? I love exactly how you put that because, uh, again, as we just stated, 
we question the pick. And so to see the amount of minutes that he played, to see, to your point, Sharky, the, the clutch threes that he made in postseason games, um, he was closing out games throughout the season and the postseason. So to get all of that out of a you know a first-year rookie, I think was amazing to see. And so if you're asking me what I'm looking forward to um, next season, is is an improvement from all of that. I just want to know that you're working on your jump shot. I want to know that you're getting stronger in the gym. Um, I want to know that, you know, that you're watching tape and you can become one of the better defenders, if not the better, uh, the best defender on the team. So essentially that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that 31% three point field goal percentage to come up to maybe 35, 36. I'm looking for those 21 minutes points per game to come up from 21 to maybe 25, 26. Uh, I'm looking for him to see, uh, can he be one of the best defenders on the team? Again, he has that, that, that weak, that big, long uh, frame. I think he's 6'8", uh, wingspan over seven feet. And so I feel like with that type of frame, you should be able to play defense against anybody. If, you call it, if, we, if we're being real about it. And so I um, definitely understand that, you know, he's super young into his career, uh, but I think he's smart enough. And I think he can be hungry enough with how hungry this team can be to be able to play defense at the level that I think he can play. So uh, I'm just looking for all of that to, you know, to take a step further to say, Okay, we saw what he was as a rookie, but like, damn, what a what a what a coming out party for sure that he had in his second year. Which I think we've been able to to in some in a lot of ways say that about a lot of people on this team, whether it's John Morant, whether it's Jaron Jackson, whether it's Desmond Bain, whether it's you know whomever else. Everybody has been able to take that that big step in their year two, year three, to make everybody excited about the moves that this team has been making. So um, I don't see where he does not make all of it. So. I think Zaire gives us what I'm asking for. And then again, that gives us another notch in the belt to say what was what was last year was not a fluke. What they're doing in this upcoming season is, is really a continuation for what we saw last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my thoughts on Zaire are this. Um, a very solid uh, rookie campaign last season for the Grizzlies. Uh, just like the rest of us on this podcast, we did question the pick. Um, very strong outing. Um, while Dylan Brooks was out of the lineup with his injury, um, of course, started off slow, but of course, with most rookies, you know, that typically is the uh thing with them as they're getting adjusted to the uh NBA games a lot quicker than it was in college and things of that nature. So, him hitting some big shots in uh both playoff series now that I think about like Minnesota and Golden State, uh, were huge for him going forward. Um, for me. It's similar to Skyler, but he didn't want to say it, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, my thing for Zaire is, can he take the next step towards becoming the sixth man for the Grizzlies? Let's 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 just keep it a buck. Um, with the Anthony Melson and Kyle Anderson departing in free agency, well, the Anthony Melson departing it via trade and Kyle Anderson departing in free agency. Essentially, you took a hit in your rotation because remember, we raved last season about how deep this Memphis Grizzlies team was. And we're going to feel the effects of those two not being in the rotation anymore. So my challenge for Zaire is can you take the necessary steps towards becoming the sixth man or maybe becoming the starter? We don't know how things are going to be going down the line, but at least right now in the immediate future, can you take those necessary steps to at least – if not become a sixth man, at least become the seventh man uh, coming off the bench for the Grizzlies. Um, 
Want to see those numbers of shooting 45% from the field um, was just pretty nice in your rookie campaign. Let's try to keep it at that scholar's point. Let's see his three-point percentage go from 31 to maybe 35. I'll settle for 34 if he's making the, uh, taking a lot more and making more. Um, but, yeah, in the end, as long as he's able, as long as he's doing what he's been doing, um, his rookie campaign, because I think he's going to get a lot of more. He's going to get slightly more attention, but he's going to get a lot more shots as well. Um, he's going to get a lot more easier shots um, now um, as he moves up the rotation. But, yeah, in the end, can you develop into, if not the sixth man, at least the seventh man off the bench for the Grizzlies? For me, Zaire, um, Williams is your replacement for Dylan Brooks. Um, Dylan Brooks, if we don't see – what we need to see from Dylan Brooks, he's gone. And Zaire has proven that he can step into that role and fill it. Um, if we're going to ask me what I look forward to this season, I would say consistency from the previous season to this season. Um, yes, he was a rookie. We know many rookies sometimes fall into a slump their second year. Um, and so as much as I would love to see him do better, I just, man, if you can stay where you were at last season, I would enjoy that. And I think that would lead to more time as well. Also, I remember a lot of these points and shots that he took and, you know, were created. He was going against first team, not first team, but first team um, players on respective teams. So now coming off the bench, he should be doing more, right? He should have more of a confidence boost going into this season. I hope that happens for him. Um, And so he should be scoring more, but I don't want him to also force himself into doing those things because he's going to force himself back onto the bench. Um, and as a young, what is he, maybe 20, 21? I don't know if he can buy me a drink on Bill or not. Um, however, regardless of that, I just want to see him stay consistent. And I think he's proven his worth um, defensively as someone coming off the bench because there's not going to be those – Steph Curry's, Luka Doncic, you know, type of players out there every time when he goes out there now, he's going to be going against, you know, not the, the I'll call it the second team of most teams. And so, again, it's about building his confidence up um, so that he is at more of a Desmond Bain level. Um, scoring with Tyus as well, um, coming off the bench, you know, let's see how that one-two punch can kind of go for us moving forward. But again, this year to me will be do we keep Dylan or do we replace Dylan because we drafted so high for him? Because again, we signed Dylan for what three year, $33 million contract. And to Dylan's point, I mean, he's, he's worth the 33 million we signed him for. If you want to be honest, because without him, we wouldn't make the playoffs of uh, the other time when we had the playing scenario with the defense that he played. And so to me, it's just like, Hey, what can Zaire produce that Dylan can or cannot? And can we develop with Zaire and move on and trade? To me, I always like to trade when they're high. So trading Dylan Brooks before the trade deadline will be great um, if it's not working out uh, with that. Yep. So with Zaire, man, y'all hit the hammer on the head with everything. Um, when he when he was drafted, I didn't like it, but I did not like it. You know, it was one of them was like, okay, the Grizz traded up to get them. They must have liked and seen something, right? Um, Trev, you hit it on the head when, you know, you referred to him as, can he be a six-man off the bench, which is what we're hoping for for this season. 
Um, last year, averaging eight a game. Um, I think if he can get to, you know, about 12, 13, 14, we'll, we'll be in a much better shape than Denver was last year. And I think he can do it. I think the confidence that he got playing in the playoffs will help him. Um, and also, I think that, you know, with Dylan, this could be Dylan's last year. You know what I'm saying? I always refer to Zaire as the the, the small four for the future. Um, so hopefully the Grizz can, you know, get that out of him soon, which I think they will, um, especially when trading Kyle Anderson, you know, and, you know, not keeping Culver, you know, because that was my biggest thing. Like you drafting a four, but you got Kyle Anderson, you got Culver, uh, Culver you, and you had a bunch of other uh, small fours as well that came into the Grizz last season. Um, so I think the Grizz will look at them, this organization as, you know, six, seven men come and average, you know, do your thing off the bench and, you know, I think his play will determine whether or not we keep Dylan or rather yet yeah, what we get back for Dylan. I think that'd be key as well. But um, Zaire, the ball is definitely literally in his court. Uh, we get a lot of success from second year players with his Gears program, you know, and at this point, I'm not doubting any draft, you know, member that Gears get at this point until proven otherwise. Well said, well said, man. Uh, same picking back off what y'all said, kind of just expect uh, Zaire, just keep taking steps. I don't, I don't need him to become a superstar, right? I mean, that's what a lot of people feel like this offseason. Like, we saw what Desmond Bain did, and we was like, hey, we need Zaire to do the exact same thing. Like, yeah, hey, it's different players, man. Like, <laughs> Zaire is also younger, right? Uh, it's going to take a, even a little more time, but the fact that he was already building it, what all of us on this podcast thought coming into last season, that, hey, it's you know, we playing house money now. Like if he just just improve some, which I believe he will. Uh I know I heard a report out of camp. I want to say uh I think it was on Chris Vernon show I heard they said he looks bigger, uh like more like cut, right? So that was a thing, like him being really slim and skinny, uh, him gaining some pounds. I know they had him on a calorie uh type of diet where they were trying to make him gain more pounds so if he's gotten bigger and gotten a little more solid i like how mike conley did that one off season he was really slim and came back and kind of got real and cut a little bit uh that's that's a help right so i just need him to uh i would say i want him to take a start spot right i want him to force their hand and with jared being out that's gonna go start him and dylan at a three and four right let's try like force the hand right I would dylan at the pole. yeah i would love to see that but I also need something to come out the bench as well. So we might need him to come out the bench. Or if you could talk to Dylan to taking a six-man role, it's probably too late for that. Because it's been about four or five years. It's probably a little too late for that. <laughs> uh, for that. But as the veteran on the team, yeah, it's it's too late for that. Yeah, it might be just a little too late for that. Uh now, but Zaire could just be the bucket, kind of be a bucket get off the bench. That probably we need him for and just go ahead and then get the big man rotation we'll do talk about in a second going at the four uh, in a different direction but Zaire man keep proving like y'all said earlier get that three-point percentage up a little bit more uh give me a couple more rebounds two rebounds a game uh he's what six nine six ten uh um I ain't gonna say you need to be Jaren what we want from Jaren but you need two need be give me a little more <laughs> two. we need you to give us four <laughs> and Jaren to give us seven right that's what we need <laughs> um yeah hey I'm not I'm about to say the sky's the limit. It, it might be. I mean, Zaire is there, right? He he's he showed us a lot, man. I, I really believe he can be a really good part of this future. Uh Scott. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is I think like what we're all asking of him to do, I think he can do. And to be completely honest, I'm at the I'm at a point in my life where like I'm just good on Dylan Brooks. I'm 
I'm I'm good on that. Like I've seen what he is, and what he is is cool, but it's frustrating as hell. And so, like, I don't need a repeat of last year. In no shape or form do I need a repeat of what Dylan Brooks did last year. So because I don't want that, and because I believe Zaire Williams can do what we're all ask, what us five are asking him to do. I'm hoping there's a scenario in which Dylan Brooks is traded before the deadline. I'm super cool with him being on the roster as we as we and you know as we end the regular season as we get ready for the postseason. I'm good on that. So I'm hoping that 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 plays out in that exact same way I just mentioned. Let me let me ask y'all a real question because it is it's a touchy tough subject, but y'all know how I feel about Dylan Brooks. How is it possible for John Morant? Desmond Bain, even Jaron Jackson and Zaire Williams, is it be, is is it possible for them to progress offensively with Dylan Brooks on this team? But Jai and Desmond did last year. So yes, 100 percent But Dylan did get hurt. He missed a lot of time last year to that point as well. But even when he played, I still although he still jack shots, Bain and Josh still got theirs. So the real question is can Jaron no, I mean, we still got Zaire. We still got, you know, other yeah. rookies coming in from the That's what I'm saying. Well. Like, really, Jaire Banks. It's more so on Jaren. I would, more Jaren. Can Jaren possibly to Jaren is more so yeah. than John Desmond Banks. Because they're going to get theirs regardless. And yeah. think Dylan about ain't better shot than he ain't like. So, you know them FGAs is going up. So <laughs> Think about why it's there about Jaren. Why I say I want Jaren to be more aggressive. Is it Dylan Brooks? Like, is it like Dylan Brooks jacking these shots? So, he's like, okay, I'm going to inject these threes too. That we never thought of that. Like that could be a scenario in that it may play into what how Jaron does. Yeah. So it might take Dylan getting traded for Jaron to get to what we want him to get, type of thing. It might Facts. take him to get traded for Zaire to take even a bigger step. But um to start the season, we're gonna need him because Jaron is out. So yeah, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to go through this season and come to the conclusion that Zaire is not there yet. And then you move on from Dylan Brooks. Now you got to try to find somebody and possibly overpay for somebody in free agency when you're trying to get all your uh, duggets together to resign Desmond Bain. So that's the worst case scenario that you don't want to happen if you're Memphis. Unless I just got a notification live doing the show that Jay, they have mutually agreed, Phoenix and Jay Crowler, that he's getting traded. He's not even showing the training camp. Yeah, I know that's Joe. That's Joe Mudd next. You know, former uh, site manager, favorite guy, mm. right? You know, he can't he can't stand him, so <laughs> he mm. can't stand him. That crowd up boy, but that might be the move to make. I had Chris Burton said he would trade Dylan Brooks with Jay Crowder. John happy. I would too. I would not trade Dylan honestly. If I can really, and keep Dylan, I, I I'll be cool because I I think I think Jay will reel will reel him in. To be honest with you, I think no, Jay would kind of reel reel the whole thing in. Being, being real, I wouldn't. I, I agree with you, Trevor. Right now, I would not make that move. Right now, I wouldn't. No. But, but if I'm Taylor Jenkins, if I'm the front office, and if I'm seeing to what Sharky just said, if I'm seeing Zaire Webster, if I'm seeing, if I, if I see him getting bigger, if I, if I've seen him with my fist, with my own eyes, I'm seeing him like, hey, this could be a good second year for that, you know, for him. If I'm seeing where like, if I can find almost enough reason to say Dylan Brooks. Is good or what I'm, what I'm, what I miss with with trading Dylan Brooks, and I'm, am I going to get that in Zion Williamson? I think the moment you see that, in my opinion, you, you make that go. I'm sorry, it's not, no, the, it's not the moment. It's got to be consistency. Come on, now, consistency is key. Right, and, and I'm saying that's in the moment. Yeah. I'm not, of course, you're not going. You know, after two games, 
you were like, oh, no, nah, let's get him out here. But no, yeah, 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 I got it. If, if, if I see it over, I don't know, if I see it within the first couple weeks of the season, I'm like, hey, bro, I'm getting on the phone. And I, Jay Crowder may be going at that point, but I'm not saying it needs to be for Jay Crowder. But again, I'm just super good on what I saw last year from Dylan Brooks. And so if Zion Williams is giving me exactly what I want, if he's if that three-point percentage is coming up, if he's defending it at a, at a pretty uh, high clip, what I need Dylan Brooks for at this point. That's just me. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Keeping I'm it real. <laughs> so I would already have done this trade already. <laughs> Jay Crowder, hey, come on, man. Come on, Jay man. Crowder solves your issue of who's going to start at your four. I have, I cannot remember exactly. I know, Cap, you might have the stats pulled up, but in the 31 games that Zaire Williams played, I'm sure we were above 500 um, with him as a starter. You tell me, Ja, you tell me, Desmond Bain, Zaire. Jay Crowder, who's one of who he's not coming to a, this team or a, any scenario. I don't think he's going to any scenario, not going to be try to be a starter. And Steven Adams to start the season until Triple J gets better. And then you work it out from there. It is what it is. Yes, I did just call him Triple J. Again, that took a lot out of me as well. Maturity. But I would say do that now. Um, and I don't know of another scenario right now that is equivalent to the Dylan Brooks salary of 11 million that you'll get a worth of Jay Crowder's worth is worth to me that 11 million that Dylan is receiving. Jay Crowder doesn't jack up shots. He's probably about one for four, one for five every night. He's going to be, go ahead. He did. Now that's why Joe Moore next time, Joe Moore next don't like him. He did in Memphis, <laughs> but yeah, again, that was a different team, right? That was a different team where it was. We didn't mind it. <laughs> I trust him shooting the ball and Dylan. Yeah, because well, let's talk about the I'm looking at now. No, no, let's let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. So, would you rather Jay Crowder go one for four or Dylan go three for twelve? Crowder Jay go one for four so everybody else can shoot the yeah. damn ball. Crowder yeah, that's not a And Jay Crowder, and he brings that other veteran experience, yeah. and he brings he brings not even just veteran experience, but he brings finals experience, championship two different right, teams. Right, right. So I've I've already I'm already on the phone with what well, ain't Dan uh Sarver anymore, but whoever the hell controlling the damn Suns. I need that trade yesterday. My only thing about that is I don't know what Phoenix would – why would they want Dylan? Because they got Mikael Bridges. I guess he'll be the sixth man. They yeah. got Mikael Bridges. It'll be the same if, situation. I guess he'll be the sixth man. If you can get Jay without having the, the part with Dylan, then you good. But, hey, Unless they want him to be sixth man. It takes Dylan to get him, hey, it is what it is. I ain't, you know, I ain't opposed to it. but Because to your yeah, point, Trevor, the reason the trade kind of – Chris Vernon thought about it, the kind of numbers with the contracts match up. But – I would like Dylan if we get Jay. I would like Dylan at the three, Jay at the four. It's like you're a six man, right? To start the season, then you trade Dylan like a type of thing. That would be nice too. But if it takes him to trade him, we go ahead and start Zaire at the three. Not post day either. Uh, and kind of jumping into our next uh, topic with preseason is coming up. Um, our first couple of games is you know, we play Milwaukee at Milwaukee this week and we got Orlando next Monday. We're probably recording again for the Orlando game, but. 
what do y'all want? What do y'all expect? What do y'all want to see in the preseason? Um, I guess specifically for the rookies and battling for the four, uh, power board position. What do y'all, what would y'all like to see from the Grizzlies this preseason? Uh, continue chemistry and camaraderie. Um, I think in this, you know, I think that's all I want to see. I think we've seen that this Grizzlies team is probably one of the most, um, close knit group of the entire, you know, uh, NBA teams. And so, I just want to see them continue that. I think, you know, one thing that I think that's allowed this team to play really well is there's a true belief in one another. And so what we see that with the with the team last year and then when we what we what I want to see with this new group is just that, you know, them believing that, you know, that you were drafted for a reason, you know, you were drafted to be on this team for a reason. And so we believe in your talent, you know, all collectively, we work hard. And we put in the time in the gym that we we can do nothing but um, be able to um, alleviate uh, some of the minutes or some of the struggles that the starting five or starting six or seven would have. Just being able to you know give them some of those minutes. If somebody's hurt, it's not a huge drop off if John Morant is out or if you know if Zy Williams is out, if Desmond Bain is out. I just want to see them be able to you know play well within themselves um, and then get that belief and then get those minutes where you know when big time comes when their time is called to you know to get in get get in the game then they'll be able to do so and play well yeah in addition to to that um i think sharky mentioned it earlier is the small ball four i want to see where possibly jake laravia may fit in this rotation not saying that he won't crack the rotation but something's telling me he actually would be better off as a small ball four in his natural position at the three uh, with him being able to stretch the four and his awareness on both sides of the ball. So I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to use Jake as well as David Roddy for uh, for that matter as well, because they're both undersized uh, for their position. Um, but ultimately, it's again, it's just chemistry. Continue to build camaraderie and chemistry and uh, try to carve out a role for these rookies if you can. So there you go. Yeah, it doesn't mention who's going to be in those rosters yet, does it, Shark, in regards to who's going to go for preseason? Yeah, it's been released. Um, are you talking about, like, who's going to start? or Right, like the roster that's going to – like, of course not. I know. So, they're I mean, yeah, yeah, they released the roster. Um, yeah, I've tried to find it real quick. But it's, yeah. I mean, it's all, the, all the players uh, who drafted this year, plus the same team for last year. My yeah. <laughs> Derek Hover, uh, Kyle Anderson, <laughs> and Anthony Milton. <laughs> Yeah. Um, personally, I, I don't know if this player is going to be part of this preseason. I agree with what has already been said by my my two guard and my three guard so far. Um, however, if, for instance, if this player is playing preseason, which to me could still use some work and some sharpening um, and possibly can fill a void in the four is Xavier Tillman. Um now, I don't know, again, if he's going to be part of the preseason roster, um, but I, I felt like he's been on this roller coaster, but this roller coaster has been down a lot more lately. At first, when he came in, I felt like he was a, more of a spark, kind of hot. He went down. He found his way back up. But he's been real low, um, like below sea level for me, and I would love for him to climb out of that dungeon of his and gain some confidence because there's now a spot and a chance for you to actually play a lot more with Jaron being out for the start of the season. So why not prove your worth, so to speak, and be a part of this team um, for the long term before, you know, you find yourself on a different team and we say, Hey, listen, 
we're not going to extend your contract past this amount of time because Xavier Tillman's not producing anything. For me, the last 30 games, I forgot he even played for on the team. That's me personally. Um, and so that's what I would like to see. I don't know, again, if he's on that roster or not. But what the big thing about lose, losing last year was everyone said run it back. And you're getting – we're not doubting the front office anymore, like we just said earlier. Whatever the front office saw, we're going to bring it in and bringing it all together. So that was my uh, one, two, three, four, five cents um, to throw in there. There's a nickel. You just had to get your little five fingers in, huh? <laughs> but no, uh, good point. Good point about Tilly. You brought up my exact. That's point what she said. About Tillman. Shut up. Um, <laughs> you brought up the right points about Tilly because that's literally a player that I was going to bring up as well. Like we saw how. Um, Brandon Clark, we were talking about how Brandon Clark uh, this time last year had taken a step back. And now we saw how, you know, how he was able to perform and step up in the playoffs and do, you know, really define his role on this team. And I think now it's time for Tillman to do the same. Hopefully he can come back uh, with more of a defined, you know, offensive game, maybe hinder corner three a little bit more. If he can just do that, that'll help out a lot. But um, that, that's my, my that's my thing. David Rowdy uh, apparently becoming a Grizz fan favorite as well. So him and Tillman, kind of the same players at this point. So, you know, Grizz got both of them. Let's see who can really, you know, the survival of the fittest. Yes, I think uh, Tillman strictly a five with all these threes and fours we got. I'm ready to see uh, what's about to happen. Who about to get his four spot? Are we about to make a trade? Are we? It doesn't going to be able to take uh-huh. it. Santi Adamo can piggyback off of what, us getting on him. So who actually dropping dirty points? Womp, womp. Uh, <laughs> what he can do to see if Jake Larapia is going to step up, see if David Roddy going to step up. We got a thousand forwards. I don't know who's going to be in this rotation because when Jaron Jackson come back, a lot of you folks ain't playing. Yeah, so we, we're looking like the Toronto Raptors right now with all these forwards. <laughs> all these guys be having playing time. Now only the start. Yeah, for playing time when Jaron gets back. So. I'm ready to see who kind of stands out. Uh, it's a bunch of first round picks. Santiago Dama last year, Jake LaRavia, and David Roddy this year. Somebody out them three got to come out. Uh, we can't fail on three first round picks. <laughs> so, Somebody got to come out that dog. I was going to say it, Shark. Somebody got to come out that dog house. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also, what we was talking about with Zaire, trading and dealing, it might depend on those three. If two of those three work out, that might be your call. So go ahead and start Zaire. Jacob Ravia, David Roddy, they go back up three and fours, and you still got Brandon Clark, who went, you know, go between four and five. And Tillman's always your, uh, what's that called? He's your, anytime somebody's hurt, he can step in. When you need a, some type of matchup, like who we did in the playoffs, he can step in. He's that glue guy that can kind of step in in those different situations. Uh, he, kind of he, he's kind of looking like the, uh, the Unitas Haslam of the other team. Nah, nah, he nah, he little more than Dion. Nah, I'm Charlie Sheedy. 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 I'm but yeah, man, it's exciting, man. We're back. NBA season is right here. Um, it, it, it's good. I'm glad to be back, man. Glad to be back talking grids with y'all guys. Excited, ready to see what the season is about to be about. And of course, man, always follow us on Twitter at the starting five, number five, MEM, all the Grizzly Bear Blues, SBN Grizzlies. And check out all the uh 
articles that we're about to come out with, the player reviews and everything coming up at grizzlybearblues.com and listen to the other podcasts on network, GBB Live, Core 4, uh, Next Gen, and Grizzly Bear Bets. Also, I did get Twitter accounts of all the guests I shared out at the beginning. Uh, Jaden Wallace is Luke Sky underscore Wallace. Isaac is Isaac. Shout out to him getting married, too. Oh, yeah. Shout out to that guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Jayden, most got married. Yep. Two weeks ago. About two Shout weeks ago, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Shout out to Jalen Britton. Yep. Shout out. Uh, also, follow Isaac at Isaac at underscore NBA. Follow Jason Smith at Jason Smith 929. Follow uh guy Chris at Crimin, C-H-R-I-M-A-N underscore. And follow guy EJ on two accounts. EJ2K19 is his personal account. And Spaces Grizzlies is the Grizzlies uh, Spaces account that he does all the Grizzlies Spaces after each game. Of course, you can always follow me at the one, D-A-O-N-E underscore P-Shark. I'm at underscore Scott Leader on Twitter. And sorry, I could not let that. That's what she said, y'all. I really tried to, but I could not not say that. Yo, we back. I'm at the Art of Trevor. Love is still a preposition, so don't capitalize it. I actually didn't know what I was going to say there. So it's just really shitty. Just leave it at that. I'll get a polo, though. Sometimes simple is best, brother. At Tab Shakira, man. Appreciate y'all checking us out this week. <laughs> All right, man. As always, man. Till next time, go Grizz. <laughs>